Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, just people that I see every day, which is my incredible Second City cast. I just, I say this every day at work, but I love you all very much. Uh, without you, I would be going insane right now. Uh, as everyone knows, we are currently opening up a new review at Second City Toronto, and it's a wild time. It's a shorter show than normal, but it is coming along, and it is incredible, directed by Ashley Botting. It is going to be so much fun. It's still 50 people in the space, and it is very safe. Uh, everyone is so spread apart. The show is about 65 to 70 minutes long and it is funny and it is fun. And these people are so incredibly talented and I'm so grateful that I get to work with them and see them every day, whether I just see their eyes and never their nose and mouth. Uh, that is enough just to know that they're smiling under there. I hope anyway. <laughs> Speaking of incredibly talented people, this week's guest is, oh my gosh, so wonderful, multi-talented, a very dear friend of mine, the host of On a Dark Cold Night, Kristen Zaza. Oh my goodness, we chat about podcasting, we chat about her compositions, she composes all of her music as well for her podcast and it's beautiful, uh, we talk horror movies a lot, we talk our own um, supernatural experiences and a lot about sleep paralysis which is not fun. For those who don't know what On a Dark Cold Night it is a audio drama, a spooky, eerie uh, adult nighttime podcast, it is wonderful and delightful and we have a little trailer right now to give you a sample so let's go to that right now when you're all alone and the clock keeps ticking and you can't sleep i'll be with you on a dark cold night is a bedtime ghost story podcast each week writer and performer Kristen zaza that's me creates a new fictional story for you that is frightening yet soothing to help you calm down and get to sleep. As an anthology with a cryptic, overarching throughline, each episode you spend time with your mysterious narrator, also me, and get to know her a little bit more, for better or for worse. Brought to you by the Sonar Network, On a Dark Cold Night can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Visit kristenzaza.com or thesonarnetwork.com for more information. Good night, my friends. Ooh, spooky, but also beautiful and relaxing and wonderful. And I'm so happy to have her on. Uh, and we're going to get to the interview in just a second. How has everyone's week been? It's another Wednesday. Isn't that? It's crazy. The whole the weeks come faster and faster, I think. And I think that's also because um, the sun goes down faster now as well. So there's not as much sunlight. Like today I was coming home and it was like five o'clock and it was becoming dark. And I said, no, <laughs> remember when it was dark at nine o'clock at night? I liked that a lot better, but I can't complain because October is truly my favorite month of the year. I love Halloween and like, I love Christmas. I won't lie. I do. I do think we put a lot of pressure on one day for Christmas, uh, but I love getting together with family and the music is wonderful, but there is something so wonderful and spooky about October. 
it feels like witches and tarot card readings and uh, uh, nostalgia almost a little bit, like remembering like going out for Halloween and getting candy, even though I guess Halloween is no more. I don't know. Are, are people going out for Halloween? I don't think anyone in Ontario is. I'm pretty sure New Brunswick is still having Halloween, which seems silly. I mean, I get it. We all want to go out. We want to dress up. We want to get candy. We all want candy, but I don't know if it's the right time. I don't think it's time to do that. Uh, <laughs> but also October, it's like the leaves are falling. It feels very romantic. It was the 20th anniversary of the Gilmore Girls, which made me want to puke a little bit. <laughs> that feels like that's too long for the Gilmore Girls to a premiere to go. Doesn't it feel like they just came out recently? I, I don't know. I guess I am... 34 years old so 20 years ago yeah I would have been about 14 or 15 when it came out which is <sighs> dating myself but I love October uh, I love horror movies more than anything in the entire world they are my favorite genre I I just live for them Scream is my favorite movie of all time uh, already through October it's October 6th and I've watched a scary movie every night uh, last night we watched The Babysitter which was is such a fun movie. It's comedic. It is uh, uh, a bit gory, but the funny gory, like it's not like realistic in any way. Uh, and the night before we watched Brightburn, I don't know if anyone's seen Brightburn. It didn't get great reviews, but I really enjoyed it. It's like the premise is basically what if Superman came down to earth, but he was bad. He was evil. Very good. Very, got me. A lot of scares. A lot of scares. Uh, you know, watch Cabin in the Woods. Uh, what else have I watched? I don't even know. I'm watching a lot of the Golden Girls too because I must. It's the girls. Uh, but I love horror movies. If you love horror movies, let me know. DM me. Tell me what your favorite horror movie is because I want to know what I should be watching during the month of October. And always on November 1st, I watch Krampus because it's a perfect tie-in from going from one season to the next. You know what I mean? <laughs> I also always had a dream that I would one day write and direct a horror movie and I think it can happen and I'm going to make it happen. Maybe this is a journey we all need to go on together about what horror movie I'm going to uh, write. If you've got suggestions, let me know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh boy. We have a great interview coming up for you right now with the wonderful Kristen Zaza. I'm so excited. Uh, so here we go to that now. She is a writer, composer, performer, and podcaster based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. With a background in theatrical and musical creation and performance, Kristen launched her multiple award-winning audio drama podcast, On a Dark Cold Night, in January 2018. In addition to writing, producing, and performing the show, she also composes and performs its musical soundscape. On a Dark Cold Night is currently in its highly anticipated second season, she is incredible. She is wonderful. She is multi-talented, a joy, a gem of a human being. I love her, and you will too. Please welcome Kristen Zaza. Hey, oh, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you Just so chatting. much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm. I, of course, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while now, but I was saving you for my favorite month, which is October. 
Oh, uh, it's mine too. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I was like, I'm gonna have her on. I even said when like I joined Sonar, they were like, Who are you having on as guests? And I was like, Well, I'm gonna ask Kristen to be on for uh, uh, October because I was like, It'll be go perfectly with your podcast she's a big on a dark creep. cold night. <laughs> yeah, she's because she's so creepy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so happy. Are you happy that it's October? I am. I am this year more than more than others, perhaps. I I think like, mm-hmm. you know, spending a lot of time indoors and seeing the seasons change. It's it's put put me a bit more in touch with that because I'm so excited sure. to see to see it happen. Yeah. Um, it sounds cheesy, but I'm like, well, I guess you know, I never looked out my window so much before. <laughs> no, but it's true. We're all like slowed down quite a bit now, so it's like we get to see those moments. Yeah, and and like really absorb the differences since I spend a lot of time on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice that the weather's cooler because it just uh, yeah, it's crisper. Yeah, it makes you more excited. The crispness makes you more excited to I don't know spend time inside. I think it's but, yes, you know, and watch creepy movies, listen to creepy oh, podcasts. Yes. Yes, creepy podcasts <laughs> like your podcast on a dark cold night. Yes, my podcast on a dark cold night. <laughs> on a dark cold night. On a, oh, there it is. There's the narrator <laughs> voice. I love it. I honestly have been listening to it. Well, you started in 2018. Yes. Uh, with the first season, right? Or was it seasonal? It was. It, it, it's seasons, right? I call it seasons, but each season has a uh, hundred episodes, which is right. more than most seasons. Um, more than most I've seasons. Been told. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that's just sort of how I decided to mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so yeah, season one happened and ended earlier this year. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to take a few months off for the summer. It'll be great. I'll just get to like have fun and do summer mm-hmm. things. And that didn't really happen. So I bumped up the season two release a little bit early because right. I was kind of um, going yeah. a little squirrely not doing it with the I- quarantine. Of course, and what a better time to like find a nice second season of like a narrative arc. Did you already have something kind of planned, or was it summer that you started planning for it? Um, What's your process is what I'm asking. That's a good question. <laughs> um, so I don't really plan anything, and I'm very open mm-hmm. about that fact with the show. Like the, the most that I plan it is obviously like, within the week before I come mm-hmm. up with the story or sometimes I start writing and I'm wow. like, the story is going <laughs> to, it's going to make itself known as I, yeah. as I write. As, um, yeah. So usually I finish the story, uh, within like a day or two and then, okay. um, and I, I don't bank any of them ahead of the, t- ahead of time. I just sort of do them fresh every week. Wow. So yeah, with, it, it's sort of the only way I can be, um, like, well, I don't want to say prolific because that sounds full of myself. Right. But it's it's the best way that I can keep up with doing mm-hmm. it every week. I think if I planned it ahead of time and tried to do work ahead of time, it would, I don't know, I work better spontaneously, I think. Of course. It's the like, pre- not the pressure, but the like, almost like a fire under your butt to be like, I got to get this done this week. And exactly. Like, you know, that happens like, I mean, because I've been back to work too, like this week I literally went <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's October. I need to do a podcast. And then I was like, who do I ask? And I was like, Kristen. <laughs> I was like, I said it. But it was like, and I said to you, I was like, thank you for joining. Because as of like last week, when I was recording last week, I was like, I don't know. I don't have a guest. And then oh. <laughs> I was recording the outro being like, I don't have a guest. And then I was like, 
immediately messaged you right after. <laughs> That's when I get you. It's just like my my stories. I creep up on you. Um. I know, which is so nice. But your stories are so, like, they're so creepy, but they're relaxing at the same time, which is a, an interesting dynamic for, like, a spooky podcast. Like, I listen to it like often at night obviously I listen to a couple when I've been on the subway and I like it but also like there's something fun about being in bed in the dark listening to it like that's just I don't know for me personally everyone else listen to it whenever you choose uh but it's such a like nice mix of of this like spooky eerie but also kind of comforting hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if it's your voice that it, your voice is you've got such a perfect like podcasting, radio, uh, uh, like I feel like you should uh, narrate a whole book. Oh, thank you. Of course, no, but it's true. Your your narration voice just is so like, like I don't know if the word's therapeutic, but there's just something about it that feels really nice listening to it. And then the stories are so wonderfully crafted. Hmm. I truly thought you had written. Like I thought you had written everything in advance and like like that's even more impressive to me that you do it week to week. I don't think I could do that. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? The the benefit of doing it this way too is that you're you're always writing. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like I go through a month of a lot of writing and then it's right. just recording and you know, it's yeah. it's nice that I I have um it gives me a reason to sit down every week and mm-hmm. and to improve too, I think is of is the benefit of that. If if I did it all at once, then all of the stories would be I guess mm-hmm. similar. And, and I guess yeah, yeah. And there it allows you the improvisation of being like, okay, well, the inspiration of the week of being like, ooh, this thing maybe inspired me to now write this week's passage. You know exactly. And and going back to what you asked earlier about season two, like I could not have predicted what was going to happen this year, mm-hmm. and uh, right, it heavily influenced a lot of what I did in the first couple of episodes and what I decided the narrator was the the approach with with her slash I was was going mm-hmm. to be this this time around you know right. because the first like I'm a different person than I was in January 2018 when I started so mm-hmm. it would follow that so is so is slash was she um slash me mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's a very complicated <laughs> dynamic we have but um but yeah yeah, she I, is you, and you are her, and yet, and yet not, and yet exactly, and yet not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's that's the way I write. It's a, it's a yeah. lot of that. Um, but yeah, uh, the other thing about season two, um, mm-hmm. and you being an improviser, I th- I think um, not to be like you would especially be into this, but uh, you know, it's, I might be, <laughs> probably will be. Well, um, is is. Uh, is uh is is that I draw a tarot card every week to be the yes. emotional theme and mm-hmm. that's actually been very helpful because at the end of season one when I was like getting into episode 70 80 90 like up there mm-hmm. I was thinking like I really like I'm looking around for ideas <laughs> like like you yeah. know and- like almost like Stephen King now with his like that there's that family guy joke that Stephen King can just look at something and be like, this is a story. I think it's on family guy. And he's like, lamp man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel exactly like that. There have been, I'm like, if anybody ever sees my apartment, they're going to be like, oh, okay. There's oh, like, I see. you know, um, I'm on video, but for the listeners, like you can't see like mm-hmm. whatever, like there's the golden 
mask. Oh, There's yeah. the, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll think of other examples later. But like yeah. sometimes that's literally <laughs> what you have to do. Or it's like I see a picture that I'm like, that's really nice. That, that could make a good story. But, but the- of course, that's how it works, right? With storytelling, too, is you see one thing. Like I went apple picking with my girlfriend yesterday. And I've been working on a pitch for like a horror anthology series, like a TV thing. <gasps> and I I don't want to give too much away. It but so uh, we went we went to this pumpkin patch and I was like, oh, like an apple orchard farm setting is perfect for like a horror anthology series. That's all set in one location, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's. Uh, so it's like it is or it is your surroundings and I feel like every day you can be totally shockingly surprised by and inspired by just one small thing yeah that's so impressive I think that that's you know that's kind of um the the key but (laughs) what 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 does that mean (laughs) like looking and seeing is the key to writing Mm -hmm. and doing but um I'm joking of course I have no answers (laughs) but uh but the tarot uh option for the tarot Mm -hmm. thing for season two has been very helpful with that like having an external prompt um yeah yeah. of course and what a what an interesting way also to get your emotional prompt too it's and so fitting with your theme of the podcast of i i love it when you're like this week where we pulled uh, i don't know tarot's that well even though i just got a pair for my birthday this year oh nice danielle danielle got me uh tarot cards for my birthday uh yeah is the deck awesome. like is there a special theme to the deck yeah hold on i'm gonna get it show bring it forth <laughs> produce it okay well i also okay so i also have like an obsession with like moons like the moon mm-hmm. and um like werewolves and all of those things so this is oh it's we're gonna get in into- we're gonna get into I know. it <laughs> it's the deviant moon tarot and oh. it's like all of the cards i'll pull them out for I've people who se- i guess who can't one. see at home i'll share i'll share on the instagram account but all of the artwork on it is so like very like circus-y like but like and everyone's like a moon oops Oh, wow. It's really beautifully uh, designed, and I was so happy that she got me them, because you're you're supposed to be gifted taros. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're not supposed to buy them for yourself, because it is bad luck, apparently. I have heard that. I have heard that. I've toyed with the idea <laughs> of drawing my own deck, like, because I have these romantic ideas of having, like, a really hyper-personalized one or one that's influenced Mm -hmm. by the podcast, and then I sit down and... That's cool. Well, and then I sit down and try to draw it, and then I remember I'm not a great artist. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I always think I am in my head, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, I'll just do it myself, and then I start, and and I hate this. I hate the way this looks. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stick men with witch hats on. (laughs) This isn't right at all. This was not my vision. I can, I know, I'm the same way. I can feel like sometimes I can see things so clearly in my brain, and I'll go to do it, and I go, "Why won't my hand draw what my brain sees?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so crazy. But I think that's that would be a really cool idea for your podcast is to get somebody to design a specific tarot deck for it. That would, I mean, one day that'll be like a. Yeah, somewhere That's in the future. one of my uh, <laughs> very, like, you know, crazy distant uh, 
when I'm rich and famous dreams is I'm going to hire like my favorite artist to design a tarot right. deck and they're going to have to do every single card, you know, um, how you want it exactly how I want it. But right now it would be like, a, if anybody wants to do it, please, you can. You yeah, can come on. Feel free. Any, I'm sure you've got some fans that would want to do that. So that sounds like a fun project for maybe for like the first 10 cards but then I imagine True. it started when you start getting to like the ace of cups the two of cups three of cups four of cups uh, uh, it might start to get a too little many cups too many cups to not to not get paid for your the time and effort that you deserve that's so true that's, that's true yeah that's true we'll get you we'll get you the maid somewhere down the future I know it I can yeah, see that's, it dream, distant dreams distant dreams distant time. dreams <laughs> Distant dreams. What? <laughs> what? So, okay. So we both love October. This is our favorite month. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you decided to make this podcast, was that like a huge thing for you where you were like, I want to do something spooky? Like in general or for Like in October? general, yeah. Like in general. Like I guess because I'm thinking like, I feel like we are very similar and like I know your partner Daniel because we live together and we all love horror mm-hmm. movies so very much. And I feel like your podcast lays into that so very well that it's I like, was that when you were like, I want to do a podcast, was it based out of wanting to do something like spooky and eerie or was it more like I want to just that you just found it, I guess? Yeah, um, it, it's sort of like. I, I think I knew I wanted it to be scary just because everything that I do is. Yes. I don't know. Uh <laughs> That that's definitely like yeah where my where my heart goes but um mm-hmm. I think I knew f- probably before that that it was going to be something to do with bedtime stories right. um because that's what I was looking for at the time in a podcast mm-hmm. like I was I was looking for something that was fictional and um in the genre that I well that's the thing see I love like gothic horror and things like that mm-hmm. but I didn't I also am a huge chicken so I was like I don't want it to be too scary because that <laughs> yeah, won't do you'll it never this sleep is, so I kind of made the thing that I wanted um like that I wished was out there already um right of course yeah so I think I knew it, it was going to be something fictional something for bedtime and then I mm-hmm. thought well if I start writing and I think I I did just start writing it like um yeah I was on a plane on my phone at the time and was just like, I'm just going to start something. And of course, yeah, it um, soon became clear it was going to be mm-hmm. creepy. Right, of course. Yeah. And you compose all the music too, which is doubly impressive. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. But yeah. it is, it's so beautifully composed. Like it's so beautiful. Like the music is so, it suits it so well. It's You're just so talented. You really are. You're such a multi-talented human being. Oh, thank you. Well, so are you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, stop. Thank you. <laughs> this is about you today. <laughs> no, we're both podcasters, and we're both musicians, and we're both just good people who deserve to yeah, sit it's in that true. for a minute, you know? <laughs> Let's sit in it. Come on. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we both deserve this. But when you... Do you do that weekly, too? So is it's like you... That's amazing. Like, that's so cool. I just, like, love it. And also, like, horror soundtracks are probably some of my favorite, too. Like, the simplicity, even though it's, like, it is intricate and composed very well, but sometimes the simplicity in, like, a horror soundtrack makes it, like... Yeah. I think about Halloween, like, the movie Halloween, and there was no soundtrack, 
at all. Uh, and then they tested it and people weren't scared. So then John Carpenter like ran home. <laughs> and yeah. was like, I got to compose something. And that's the most iconic thing about the movie is that music that dun, 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 you know? Yeah. And, and that's such a good example of such a beautiful, simple the- uh, theme that gets everything it mm-hmm. needs to across with so few notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a huge element of the show, but it is one that like, yeah, as you as you said, it's it's I do it every week as well. And mm-hmm. um I usually do it either just before or just after I record the the story. Um mm-hmm. so it's just sort of like yeah, uh usually it it's rare that I come up with the idea for the music earlier, but last week I I came up with the song before I came up with the story and that's happened right. before too where I've been like I was sitting down and I came up with a song or you know a piece mm-hmm. or something and then I think what kind of story would this go with so it goes the right every now and then once in a blue moon it goes the other way around but usually the music comes from the story mm-hmm. well yeah. it's like in- yeah using it as inspiration which is amazing too is like that extra being able to have like a song that inspires you to then write something. I don't know. I love music and I think it's the most important thing to any film, podcast, radio show, anything. I think without music, nothing hits as well, if that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, that my, my dad is a film composer um, I don't know if I knew that. No. Yeah, he did a lot of horror movies, and uh, <gasps> so like the I'm I'm trying to think um, like the biggest ones would be Prom Night or um, My Bloody I Valentine. Ju- <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. I just yeah. watched the remake of Prom Night the other day. Oh <laughs> the no, remake. he didn't do he didn't do that one. It's, it's but it's not good. I have seen, seen My Bloody Valentine for sure. Yeah, that's set in Nova Scotia. Yes, and isn't like. <laughs> I, I actually, um, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but isn't mm-hmm. like Moosehead strongly featured in it or something? I don't know if it's or Moosehead. Did I make that up? It might be, it might be Moosehead or it might be Alpine. There is an East Coast beer that is like heavily uh, featured in the movie, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I can't believe your dad composed that. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's also where you probably get a lot of your love for this genre too is from your dad. Um, it's, it's funny cause Maybe? I, I think so. <laughs> I think so in a way, but like he only came to horror, I think through music, he might, you know, hear this and get angry, be like, no, I liked, he liked the twilight zone. <laughs> he liked some horror things, okay. but he wasn't really like, he wasn't like a hardcore horror fan right. or anything, but, right. um, <laughs> he's, I think starting to get more into it now from what I'm doing, but also because like. You know, now he still gets love for some movies like My Bloody Valentine or Prom mm-hmm. Night or, you know, some of the, the um, uh, like, they're, yeah. they're classics now. And, and so people um, come to him and, and still, like, kind of gush about them. And I think he's oh, wow. surprised. Like, I think at first he was surprised by that. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that thing? Um, and <laughs> now I think has a deeper appreciation for the whole genre, you know, because of right. that, which is interesting. Of course. 
you know. Well, horror has such a cult following in yes. general. Like any kind of horror, like like movie or like you look at like horror podcasts to like yours or like last, I think it's like last podcast on the left, which mm -hmm. talks about like, you know, spooky things or nighttime, which is a guy out east who does a really great podcast too. It's about spooky things in Canada. Mm. But I find or like hor like horror the horror genre itself feels like such a cult thing. Cause not everybody likes it, but when you love horror, it's like you are a diehard fan. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily coincide with the and and I mean this in the most loving way, like with the quality mm -hmm. of the film. Like there's there's a lot of love for um, and and I get this more than anyone. Like one of my favorite movies of all time, and I will tell people this because I know it's ridiculous, but I love it I very wait. deeply. <laughs> is the Haunted Mansion um, with Eddie Mur okay. Eddie Murphy? I I think it's first of all I just love the ride. Like I love the Haunted Mansion ride from yeah, and I love its history. Like I've I'm I'm one of those geeks that mm -hmm. like I've done all the research into how that ride was designed and built and the yeah. different versions in the different parks across the world, mm -hmm. even though I've only been to one. I just think it's so cool. And and the artistry that went into reproducing some of the ghosts in that movie and the house itself. And I also think it's like surprisingly romantic. And like It's a good movie. I remember watching it. I remember when it came out and I watched it and okay. I really liked it. Good. And it was a shocking moment where I remember... I feel like I remember turning to someone being like, I actually really like that movie. It was very well done. <laughs> I've never heard someone give that re response when I've shared this. So I can't tell you how, how pleased that yeah. makes me. Because like I it get it. Great. It's cheesy and it's for kids and it's silly. But I'm like, I like silly things that are for kids. And I like haunted houses. I mm -hmm. can't. Like, it's perfect. It's what I, it's, and course. I love Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it has all of the elements <laughs> that I love in life. So everybody, bug off. It's a phenomenal film. We got Terrence Stamp. We got Wallace yes. Shawn. Like, what, what, what? Jennifer Tilly what? is Madame Leota. I'm Yes. <laughs> it's also, a, it's Disney. It's going to be good no matter what. That's right? It's Disney, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they got Rick Baker to do the makeup. And mm -hmm. he's like, you know. Yeah, uh, Wolfman 2010, American Wolfman, Werewolf yeah. in London. Um, I think the Thriller music video. Like, he is this incredible prosthetic artist. And um, mm -hmm. and he did that, and he did an amazing job on The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So shout out to Rick Baker and shout The Haunted Mansion. Shout out to Rick Baker. Well, especially with shows like that, your makeup team is is the team to make that look good. Because yeah. if you're if you've got, like... a anything with like any kind of supernatural like ghost werewolf vampire and the makeup is terrible it's like this is this isn't fun <laughs> unless it's yeah. like meant to be bad you know what i mean like um, like i don't know i think it's so important and then but also with horror too like you said sometimes like the biggest cult following horror movies are sometimes not very good yeah <laughs> like they're not very good like, and they even like you think about like Evil Dead or something, which like I love, but it's cheesy and it's corny and it's very self-aware, especially in the second one of what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's this director who did a lot of work in the 80s, early 90s, maybe Anthony mm -hmm. Hickox. And he was like the king of like bad horror movies. But the thing is, is that he right. knew it's like he knew exactly mm -hmm. what he was making and he did such a good job. Um, he did Waxwork, I think both one and two. And uh, if you haven't seen Waxwork, wax it's I've never seen Waxwork. It's absurd. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I can't like I like it's not the House of Wax, mm -mm. right? 
Mm-mm. Okay. No, no. It's it's a wax museum, but like the museum needs like souls or something. So oh. when you cross the velvet rope into the display, you get sucked into the world. So there's oh, like shit. a vampire scene. There's a werewolf scene. There's a um like a uh, a mummy fun. scene. Like yeah, the possibilities that are endless. <laughs> like endless. It's like night at the museum, but like scary. And then yeah, um, okay. The sequel goes off the rails because they like go back in time and they start going into different like movies. Like they have, <laughs> um, yeah, like an alien sequence where they're on a spaceship oh. and she has the Sigour- Sigourney Weaver hair. Like now they're just going into movies that not even wax like works. It's you're like this isn't the same thing. <laughs> this is different, <laughs> but it's still called wax work. So he wax did work. those. He did Warlock. I don't know if he did the first one, but he definitely did the second okay. Warlock movie. My God, he I did. forgot about Warlock. Yeah, man. Um, he did, he there did, are so you know, many one good... One of the Hellraisers, like, yeah. One, oh, okay, yeah. There's No, 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 don't be sorry. I was going to say there are so many good movies, and like I find October, I'm like always trying to watch movies, and then I end up always watching the ones that I've seen a thousand times because they're just classics, and I want to watch Scream every day of the year but (laughs) it's my all-time favorite movie Uh, like just favorite movie it's not even like my favorite (laughs) horror movie it's my favorite movie it should have won the oscar (laughs) it should have won 1996 come on you've got nev campbell you've got johnny depp's brother you've got (laughs) skeet Ulrich. he's not really johnny depp's brother (laughs) oh oh yeah skeet Ulrich. they just look so much alike oh i see i see (laughs) yeah 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 i see that yeah, there's even like I watched the bloopers and Jamie Kennedy in one of the bloopers calls him uh, calls him Johnny Depp's brother. It's very oh. funny. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. But yeah, those old like I also think about like Leprechaun. I watched Leprechaun the other day for the first time in a long time. Jennifer Aniston's first film. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. have you seen that one? I think I saw it a long time ago. Maybe oh God, no. It's bad. I'm thinking of um. I'm thinking of uh, Trolls. Oh uh, God, Trolls Two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't the think one I've without actually a seen Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty fun. It's like so bad, like 80s or might have been early 90s, I guess, late 80s, early 90s. Just that cheesy, like a leprechaun who wants his gold, but he's gonna <laughs> kill everybody. <laughs> Why? Just he wants his gold. <laughs> I guess <laughs> his gold was stolen, and he wants it back. Fair enough. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Do you find I everyone always watches horror movies in October because it's Halloween month, mm-hmm. but do you you watch them like all year round too, right? Yeah, depending. I mean, I'm kind of fussy with my horror oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really um it's funny Daniel the other day said uh like th- he was watching something where there was a murder in it and I was like, "Oh, like and, and he <laughs> said like for a horror fan, you hate murder. I'm like, yeah, I don't like anything. I'm not really into murder. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really into murder. Um, anything murder. <laughs> that's like, uh, I, I I like a more um, gothic and mm-hmm. I, I always say like gothic, elegant, beautiful. Like I like mm-hmm. things that are a bit more on the fantasy side of, right. of horror. Um, yeah, more like that supernatural as opposed to what could potentially be real in real life. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing, because Daniel's like, it's it's funny because you uh, are so scared of being murdered in real life. I'm like, that's, maybe yeah. that's why. And I'm not, like, uh, thrilled. I'm just upset about it. Like, Of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, for me to get thrilled watching a horror movie, I like ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. I like 
monsters. Um, I think possession movies are terrifying. Yeah, because you're like, I don't know if this is real or not. (laughs) Yeah, this could be real. I think my favorite, like, I love Scream. I love the classic, like, slasher but like those to me, I go, they're not, they're supernatural. They're still in that supernatural realm for me. Mm-hmm. Like I think of like Mike Myers or Jason or Freddie where I'm like, these guys aren't real. Like there's no way a Mike Myers is happening. How like, is he still me, alive anyway. after all these movies? How yeah. is he still alive? He's done 13 movies. He's st- they've rebooted him three times. Like, yeah. don't like to me, like, or, and like scream. I mean, even though scream was based off of a real like story for in, I think it was in Florida and, Kevin Williamson saw it on the news and g- gave him the idea for Scream. Wow, I did not know ri- that. Yeah, so that, so I guess even with those a little bit, but they're so far fetched even still for me because everything's so ground like nothing is grounded. It's all like the reason why, you know, they kill they kill people is because of things that feel soap opera-ish. Mm-hmm. Where like real murder ones, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of gore. Like I'm not a huge gore person. Yeah. I think I think ghost like supernatural ghost ones are the scariest to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is because I'm like this could really happen. <laughs> like yeah, I I agree because like you can't control. I mean, you can lock your door all you want, but if the ghost wants to come in, it's coming in. It's coming. <laughs> Like the the scariest movie I had seen in a long time, and that really scared me was The Conjuring. That was the first one in a while. I loved The Conjuring. Ugh. The first one, I, I like, thought that was so. The good. first one is so good. It's like perfect. Ugh, it is is well acted. It's set up so beautifully in the farmhouse that is based on a real enough story that it creeps you out. That you're like, this is this could be real. Like yeah. this apparently happened to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's terrifying. Um, and I love that Patrick Wilson and uh, the lady, Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga, yeah. Are, um, like, that that's a real couple who had that real, like, basement locked up mm-hmm. with all those artifacts. That's my favorite yeah. part. Like, I think that how, how mysterious and fascinating that that actually exists and those people actually exist in the world with that basement. That's amazing. I know. It is. It is. And also, like, do you feel sometimes, like, I don't know, I think about this all the time. I'm like, why was it in, like, the 70s? That it seemed everyone got possessed in the 70s. Like, ghost hunting was huge. Like, big, big part of that decade, that time. Like, even if you think about, like, Amityville Horror. um, Like, anything like that. Or, um, what was, there was another one, too, of... shoot that was set like 70s like like or like cult leaders or anything like that was all in that yeah. time period texas and then I chainsaw like it, massacre like texas one of chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. was also in, around that time i like and a lot of those are based on real stories and like true things mm-hmm. and i wonder why like i feel like all of a sudden it like plateaued out of that in in just the news and world in general, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, were people more believed, like, to believe things in the 70s than we are now? Yeah, I, w- I would be interested in reading a study about about that because, like, I've always found the rise of um, some of these beliefs and fears and, and what's going on culturally to be kind of interesting. Like, like mm-hmm. you look at the rise of spiritualism in, 
like the at the turn of the century, like eight, late 1800s, early 1900s, all of a sudden people mm-hmm. are having seances and trying to contact loved ones and people are obsessed with the afterlife. And then they say that's because, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking specifically about the Winchester Mystery Mansion story. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I've heard it, or heard of it. <laughs> so like, because this, uh, you know, the Civil War had happened and at least as it's painted in regards to like Sarah Winchester and that story, it's like, you know, everybody's dealing with loss of loved ones and Mm -hmm. guilt and all this weird stuff that people who were left behind were like stuck with after the fact. And, and so I think a lot of times people contribute or, or rather attribute the, um, yeah, like the rise of spiritualism to, to Mm -hmm. that, like people are wanting to, reach out and find out what reach happened. Out, reconnect, yeah. Or, you know. Or like having that like idea of hope almost that something is out there or like that there is something beyond what yeah. we know, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm not great enough with history to think like, okay, what could have been the trigger in the, you know, with, with the, mm-hmm. m- these murder stories. And certainly there was the, like yeah. people thought that, you know, like cults and, and, hippies in cults specifically were like a huge threat and obviously mm-hmm. some were were um, <laughs> yeah, so some very much that's so. a very tangible fear that a lot of <laughs> yes. people cultivated uh you know so there's that and but you could tie that into you know like because because there was I think a lot of fear of hippies in general mm-hmm. like so what does that say that they're smoking pot and they're pacifists but they're also going to come murder you in your sleep like I I don't know right I don't know either it's so interesting and because spiritualism I guess in the sense of like psychic readings or anything like that has been around for quite a while like I guess it feels maybe not quite a while but it feels like if you go back through history there are moments when it pops up more and then it dips and then it comes back yeah, specifically, um, like I'm referring to the movement where they'd like like seances and yes, um, hiring a psychic and they would like doctor you know photos or create that ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Like there was a huge. I, I I'm not sure if the terminology refers. Yeah, yeah, like like there was this one specific thing there, but you're totally right mm-hmm. that before all that, it's been yeah, like stuff like that had been going on forever and persecuted yeah. in some places and. Yes, and not welcome. And, and yeah, it's so funny to, I watched, what did I watch the other day? I think it was Ouija, Ouija, like one of those Origin movies. of Evil. Origin of Evil, yeah. That one's really good. I didn't see the first one, but I hear that this, that like the first one was not great. The first but one wasn't great. I saw the first one. one and then this one is really good. It is, isn't it? But it's, but it is set up in that world that they're, they're scam artists. So yeah. a lot of people kind of took away the, actual like reality of maybe from some people who I don't know I'm always somebody that's like wants to go to a medium who is in their home somewhere far in the woods it makes me feel like it's more real Mm -hmm. as opposed to like recently I went on like a we went for like a it was like an exercise with Second City and they were like go somewhere you've never been with one of the people in the cast so we went to a psychic on Young Street How was that? And, Tell oh me about it. Oh my god, it was it was insane. It was like 
you were like, the, this is a scam artist. This is like, this. none of this makes sense. So we went in and they were like, you want a reading? And we were like, yeah, we'll just get our palms read. I think it was like 20 bucks for your palm. I was like, whatever, I'll pay the 20 bucks because it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, write it off walk- for work. Yeah, write it off for work. <laughs> Who cares? So we walked up and it was like all these stairs and she was like waiting at the top. It's like she heard us come in and was waiting at the top. And she was like this older, like probably in her 70s. And she... The friend I went with, Hannah, um, and we do a scene in the new main stage show where we play psychic twins, and it's very fun. But uh, we went in, and Hannah didn't notice, but I noticed. I was like, she has stains all over her shirt. (laughs) This woman, and she sat us down, and she did Hannah's reading first, and everything she said, nothing made sense. Hmm. She was like, you're dating, you're, you're with a man? And she was like, yeah. And he goes, he treats you like shit. And she was like, actually, like, no he doesn't and like we all know him and he's like not he's like so sweet and lovely and there is such a perfect couple and and she's like you have lots of ideas and then she'd look at me and be like she has lots of ideas we were like, You're okay. like no she doesn't <laughs> no she doesn't i know this <laughs> and then and then she got to this point where she was like you know if people don't want to listen to you and don't want to listen to your ideas here's what you tell them you walk away and you say talk to my ass <laughs> And she'd say that after almost everything she did. And it's I, I part of me was like, I think it's because she realized we told her we were comedians and we were like doing research or whatever. And she was like, talk to my ass. So I thought she was trying to be funny. Uh. And then she got to me and she did this whole thing. And she was like, you're going to meet a man. And I was like, ha, 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 I'm going to meet a man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Great. I'm sure I'll meet one. I'm sure I'll meet one, but I don't think it's going to be how you want. And like, it just this whole thing about talk to my ass. Anyway, we left. <laughs> and, Sorry, I like that a lot. It, talk to yeah, my talk, ass. Talk to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like truly just, I don't think she knew what she was doing. Like she pulled cards, but like it didn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> and then we got back to the theater and I was looking it up to like see the reviews. And it turns out. That wasn't even the person who's like the psychic there. It, it's this guy. Like, like clearly his mom, I think. I think it was his mother. And like at during our reading, we saw him come down the stairs all in white, dressed all oh. in white. Wow. And I was like, what? Where are we right now? There were like gold cats everywhere. It was insane. That's amazing. But that's why I'm like, things like that, I'm like, I don't know if I want, like, I'm like, those ones, I don't know if I believe. But then you think about, um, where's the place in, it's in New York, and it's like a commune of all mediums, psychic mediums. Um, Oh my gosh, I get a subscription to their email. What is it called? It's not like a, like a specifically witch related Uh, thing, is it? think so even though it seems witchy oh um, i wanted to say lily dale someone told it me. is lily dale yeah okay that's it yeah, yeah lily dale um i had now a that mas- place <laughs> i would want to go to <laughs> i i had um a massage therapist for for a while um way back when who was kind of psychic um cool. and like she would say <laughs> yeah things that were like pretty accurate um but it would be like while she's massaging you so it'd be kind of off-putting <laughs> Um, and just really casual, like, um, but like, yeah, yeah, she, she was incredible actually. Like, yeah, she, she would say things that were very, very true, but she kept talking about going like times she'd been to Lilydale and come back and like, she'd tell me all about her trips and yeah. Cool. Shout yeah. Out, there's shout like, out to Maria. I've, shout out to Maria. If you're listening, 
give me, I would love a massage and a reading. <laughs> She's great. Uh, <laughs> she sounds great. I think Lily Dale sounds so cool. Just a, like, because it was, it was based out of, I think it was like the 1800s when they went there and they bought a plot of land because mediums were like so unaccepted and they decided to just go live together. But now you can go and you can like stay, you can camp in Lilydale or you can stay in an Airbnb. Mm. You can do all these weekend retreats and they were like, you can just like walk down the street and get a reading from anybody in their home. Which I'm like, I would love to, sounds so cool. And it's only like a three hour drive from here, from Toronto. Let's let's go. I know, as soon as the borders are open. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's go right now. I know, as soon (laughs) as the borders are open, I'm like, the first place I wanna go is Lilydale. I wanna go, they they have a thinking stump or something where you can go think by the stump (laughs) and like, I just I just picture it being like I'd be walking down the street like getting like my coffee or something and then a woman will pop out of her 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 house and being like you come now and I'd be like I'm coming this is my day I guess like, with this your pumpkin it. spice <laughs> ah, ah. fall I love it oh, I love it she says going into the stranger's it. house oh, I love it I love it. Tell me what ghosts are around me. (laughs) I think there is a ghost around me, though. I don't know if you ever feel that. Do you ever feel like you think there's some like and I don't know if I believe in ghosts as like actual. I think it's like energies of some kind. But often I go, I think something's around me. (laughs) How do you how does that um, feel or manifest? Tell me about this. Like so there there's a big big time in my life when like I would have possession dreams a lot. Like mm-hmm. that I was possessed or I would get sleep paralysis so bad. Um, and then I'd wake up and be like, somebody's watching me. Mm-hmm. There's somebody watching me right now. I can feel it. And like, I still feel that sometimes every once in a while. Or like, I'll just have a sense that there feels like there's something else in the room. And it could just be me freaking myself out. But <laughs> I also uh, suffer from sleep uh, from sleep paralysis. Um, it's funny. It's a nightmare. Uh, it's been pretty good within, like, like now that I'm an adult, but, like, it was bad mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Um, I oh. was just, it's funny, the episode that um, spooked uh, another Sonar po- uh, podcast. Yes, just, we love spooked. Yeah, just uh, released at the time we're recording this. Um, I was on spooked and uh, talked about sleep paralysis a little bit um, because, yeah, it would be the same thing where... Um, like with me it was constantly like inception kind of stuff like I know that there was a light switch behind me Mm -hmm. in my room and I'd always sleep with the tv on because the light like like I needed to have Mm -hmm. some light I was terrified of the dark and you know uh yeah yeah um because you know and you know, uh, you're a teen. You're yeah. a teen. And I was the same. I always had the TV on or I was listening and, and like listening to music at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even now, like, you know, uh, obviously this hasn't happened in a while, but if my, you know, partner is out of town, uh, I have to have a screen on or some voices there. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm just, it's, it's the, it's the solitude that, that is really awful. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's uh, awful. It got dark real fast right now. I'm like, it's the loneliness <laughs> that gets you. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's true. Um, but anyway, so like I'd wake up and everything would be pitch black, which would freak me out in the middle of the night. And then I'd go to turn my light on and nothing, I'd feel the light switch turn and nothing would happen. So I'm like, you're probably Scary. dreaming. Like, 
but mm-hmm. I try to get up like I could see my room exactly as it was. So I, mm-hmm. I and I had the lucidity to think to myself, like everything looks normal. Right. And then you'd try to move. I mean, and I think the truth is I wasn't actually reaching to switch the or I was. I don't know. It's hard, but it right. was a recurring thing that happened with me. Oh, I know it was a recurring thing that I'm like, I don't know if I'm actually moving my arm or not, but this light switch isn't working. And then you see then I'd realize it's happening again. And then you'd, I'd sometimes see something in the room, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the common thread in sleep paralysis is you yeah. often see a figure watching you and, you know, we can all mm-hmm. rationalize what that means, you know, and that it's probably yeah. not a ghost. But the scary thing would be I'd wake up and the TV would still be off in the morning. So I'd go and ask my parents and be like, did you turn off my TV last night? And they're like, no, we know that, you know, that wakes you up. And I would like check the sleep timer. Nothing was... You know, like for yep. some reason yeah. the TV was turning off and, you know, yeah. unspooked. Um, uh, <laughs> they were like, well, you don't know, probably it was something <laughs> like someone turned it off. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the TV was <laughs> off. I mean, that's the scary thing is like I, I, there is, I guess, medical studies of what they think sleep paralysis is. And it's that most people often do see like a woman sitting on their chest or something in their room that isn't there. But to me, I'm like, why, why doesn't everyone have sleep paralysis all the time? Yeah. Why is it only specific people? And why do those specific people see similar? Like, it's not that I think everyone's seeing the same thing. I think we're seeing something that is similar. I guess it maybe it is the same thing or it's just shadows in the night. But it is like, it, I don't know. For me, the first time I got it, I had just been robbed. Oh. We had just gotten robbed, my friend Tom Hearn and I, and I was having a nap on our big couch. Naps are and the worst. Naps are the worst, but it, because you're bought because you because you're so in and out of sleep that your body wakes up way before, like your mind wakes up before your body. Like, it, it, and I wonder if it's the light too or something. Mm-hmm. Something about naps get me every time. I'm like to same. this day kind of afraid to have a daytime nap. Yeah, I don't sleep on my back anymore, ever. No, yeah. I refuse. I can't. If I catch myself falling asleep on my back, I go, oh, and then I have to turn over because it's too much. <laughs> and the first time I fell asleep on the couch on my back, after, on a, like on a nap, and I woke up and my body wouldn't move, and I, my eyes were open, my eyes felt open, and I could see things, and I could see and hear a man walking. Oh. I could see his feet walking, and my whole thing was like, they've come back. They've tied me up. They've got me. Sure, They're here. They're here course. to take me away. <laughs> They're going to murder me now. They came, They stole my instruments, dragged my <laughs> underwear into the hallway, and now they're back to murder me. <laughs> Tom only got $20 stolen. <laughs> Why me? Not the instruments. Oh, I know. It so... was bad. It was all of them. Every single instrument I owned, gone. Oh, it, was, it was a sad day. I mean, luckily I had... Um, insurance so that was okay but it was like the first guitar i ever owned and like i went to chicago with it and yeah it was sad oh i'm sorry but and then the other times i have sleep paralysis i see an old-timey woman and a tall man and the old-timey woman looks like danielle our (laughs) friend danielle so our friend danielle for people who don't know danielle is like a small redhead firecracker of a woman who's so funny and talented but i see her in old-timey garb and is she Every like, time. wake up! <laughs> she's, she's a very no. distinct voice. She's a very <laughs> distinct voice. Wake up! <laughs> but doing? it's not. 
It, it's not. It's just a, a woman staring at me, and I thought it was Danielle, and it wasn't. <laughs> wow. It's so you see the same two people every time. Yeah, tall, ma- a tall man, and this woman. That's interesting to me because for me, whenever I saw someone, it was always different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. One time I saw like under my desk. I had like a desk where I did my homework and mm-hmm. uh, like there were shadows underneath it. And then I just saw this like crouched thing with glowing <gasps> eyes. I know, I know. <gasps> that was the worst one was the thing under the desk. Another time it was like a hooded, hooded figure with glowing eyes. It's always like shadows and eyes. Yeah. It's like things you can't see, but you know it's there. Like, yeah. you know, like, ugh, sleep paralysis. If anyone else out there has sleep paralysis, DM me. I want to know your stories. I want to see if any of our, like, people we see are the same as <laughs> yeah. Well, as, and, as me. And unfortunately, it's it's one of those things where, like, um, you're not, uh, you can go years without it, without mm-hmm. experiencing it, right? And then if you remember that you have it, yes, you're more likely yes. to experience it. So sorry to the listeners. Sorry to yeah. everyone who's listening. I <laughs> forgot about that fact until right now as well. It is that if you think about it and think about you having it, you're more likely to have it. Yeah, which is weird. It must be a mind. It must be like a part of our brain that we haven't discovered yet. That like of what it does. Because isn't it that we only know like a certain percentage of what our brain actually does. Yeah, prob- probably. I mean, I'm not sure. I That's don't know, one science. Of those- <laughs> science? Question mark? <laughs> I think I read something that that thing about we only use a certain percentage of our brain is actually incorrect. Like, they said, like, okay. that's that's ridiculous. Of course you use more than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I read something that was like, that's a complete myth. But I don't know the numbers or the details. I'm right. sure there, I, I think at the same time there's, a ton of things we don't know yeah about the human brain oh yeah and probably i mean some people it's it's like that that monologue from um the haunting of hill house i think it's in the book mm. as well as the 1960s movie and i we've just started watching the tv show finally and i think <gasps> he delivers a pretty close version of the monologue where he says um he calls it preternatural because uh it just means we haven't figured it out yet scientifically mm. like because, um, you know, way back when people thought that, like, dreams were supernatural. I mean, some people mm-hmm. still do. I, I think they are. But um, are supernatural. I mean, they, but, like, yeah. you know, or, or like we know the what's going on in your brain when you dream, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are right. things that we've discovered that used to be scary mm-hmm. magic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think we'll we'll probably f- maybe figure out what some of those things Someday, are. Someday, I'm maybe sure. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe the same thing as magic. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there are going to be things in the world that we can explain. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't explain everything, I don't think. That's that's me. Because I'm like, give me a good explanation as to why I see an old-timey woman and a tall man <laughs> whenever my my mind wakes up before my body. That's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What is the possible like, logical explanation for that? What is it? And then maybe it is like other worlds or maybe, I don't know. I always like to think that ghosts are actually just another timeline or another world that we're, we don't see, mm-hmm. but, but then we experience every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I like to... Mm, I, there's the part of me that thinks like I would love if it, really is like what happens to us when 
when we die because mm-hmm. <laughs> death. Uh, I'm very afraid of death. Be nice. So yes, I would be nice to know what's that the, what's going to happen. That I can just go home. Like I just want to go yeah. home and watch TV. Like <laughs> when I die, I just want to go back to my couch. <laughs> like, I know it sounds, but really you can stupid. do anything you want. You have the full reign of the world. No, I just want to go back to my couch. <laughs> Do you want to go climb Mount Everest or, you know? <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Sounds like a no. hassle. Sounds no. too much. But you can fly. You're a ghost. <laughs> I, would, I would do a lot of flying. I think that oh, would for be sure. great. That would be oh, fun. yeah. What I, wish it, what I wish ghosts were, were are Casper. I wish everybody turned into Casper ghosts. <laughs> and looked like just, that? Like like that white like the Casper movie with like Christina Ricci. Oh, I know the one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know the, the one. Film, yes. <laughs> like yeah, like all those like cartoony like all of a sudden because then it wouldn't be as scary. But then I guess that wouldn't be as scary. It wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> no, I want uh, I want us all to look to look like your Danielle Vic- your your Danielle lady and the tall man like. Yeah, I don't know. Like Let's timey. add some spice to it and give that's me a, true. give me a dress that's not from my own time period, and I'll just I'll do I'll pretend it's fine. What am I gonna be today? You're gonna be old timey, <laughs> sweet. Just Ooh. old timey. We're not gonna tell you which time, which just decade. Old-timey. Just old timey. <laughs> I like. I think old timey to me is like Black Creek Pioneer Village. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what I like. I think of 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 that. Do you have you ever done any of the like haunted walks in Toronto? No, I should though. Me either. I should though. Um I'm I'm into that. I don't know if I've done a haunted walk anywhere. I know. And I'm so interested in like local like lore. Like I love finding out what places are like the most haunted places in Toronto or in Ontario. Yeah. Because I also want to go there, but I don't want to go there because I'm scared. <laughs> That's how I feel. I, I made uh, Daniel go all the way to Niagara Falls for, um, we took a bus out there for my last, two birthdays ago when I turned 30, because mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to go to Clinton Hill and go to all the haunted houses. And we yeah. went and I was like, I don't want to go in. <laughs> I don't want to go in. Like, <laughs> we were meeting meeting my parents there, so it's not like it was for nothing. But I was like, we did plan to go to a bunch of haunted houses. I'm like, I just yeah. want to, I just want to look at them from the outside. I just, I'm happy to look at them and just guess about what's <laughs> happening inside. I like the aesthetic, but I don't like mm-hmm. the assault on your senses. Yes, because it does get. It is like because it. I feel like when you know a place is haunted, it makes you more panicked than if you didn't know it was haunted and you were just hearing weird sounds. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you went into a house and you were like, this is a fun house, like whatever, I like this home. And then all of a sudden you started hearing weird things. You can justify what it is. But if you went into the same place knowing that it could be haunted, if like hauntings are real, it makes your mind go, oh, well, that's a ghost for sure. We got to get out of here. It's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had any... um Anything supernatural happen to you, like, in your life? Um, like, that you were like, I can't explain what just happened? Mm, I mean, the sleep paralysis event was the one thing that I was like, I, I still am not quite sure how the TV turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I always cite this time I was on a, a trip. I, I took this, like, extracurricular class in Italian language. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, our group went to Italy for a month or something and we Mm -hmm. stayed in a hostel um 
that was like an old medieval monastery. Um, right. So that was very scary in general. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, one night some genius uh, decided to like, th- they knew I was kind of into creepy things. So they were like, let's make a Ouija board. And we like, <gasps> I know. And we went nope. to like the attic and did it. And nope. it was scary. Like we heard, I was sitting right by the stairs. And at one point we distinctly heard footsteps coming up the stairs, but couldn't mm-hmm. hear anyone. And it was very distinct. And that's, that was where we like shut it down. Um, yeah, but that would be like the only time I could think of that was like, oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, even that you can kind of right. explain away like creaky old place staircase. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. There's only been like a couple of so there. I'll, I'll tell the one that I for sure was like, what is this? And then I'll mm-hmm. tell one from when I was a child uh, one time. So in this house that I'm in now. There was this whole thing with this pizza box in our kitchen. So this pizza <laughs> box, I know it sounds stupid, but when uh, one time, like one of my roommates, the pizza box fell off of this bench and then Maggie started barking. So Maggie's my dog started barking at the f- like the ceiling like she was looking up, barking aggressively at something. And so my roommate Emily was like, huh weird and then put the pizza box back didn't think anything of it then it happened again the pizza box fell and the dog barked like crazy and so she was telling us a story and it was me emily uh and danielle who all lived together and one day it was just me and danielle home and i was like yeah emily tell you about that pizza box like thing i was like that's kind of spooky right like it just felt weird and then danielle's like oh yeah right and then as we were talking the pizza box fell (laughs) Danielle and I were talking and I was like oh for god's sake and then I went if there is something or someone here give us a sign and I shit you not the entire power went out on the the whole block (gasps) Danielle Danielle screamed and started running out the door and I was like the dog (laughs) and then and then I was like the power's out on the whole street and Danielle was like oh that was just a coincidence. And I was like, how you of all people, and I love Danielle, and I was like, she gave you the you tarot cards. <laughs> I know. I was like, I think she just wanted to put it out of her head, but I was like, sure. we literally said, if there is something here, give us a sign. And the power went out across For the whole a full block. block. Wow. Like, it was weird. It was so strange. It That's was amazing. Like, yeah, I, I remember that story, and then nothing ever happened ever again after that but in that moment I was like and that was the time when I was having like bad sleep paralysis and stuff too so I was like maybe something was passing through I don't know when this building was made <laughs> like, well and you keep saying you saw someone who looked like Danielle in an old timey dress <laughs> you were living I with know. Danielle at the time <laughs> I know I don't think she was living here actually I think she was just like I think I don't I think she had just gotten back from somewhere but yeah oh, it was why it was weird it was very strange and like then as a kid, like my friend Nicole and I did a Ouija board mm-hmm. and it used to say things that I, I like, I think now I'm like, I don't think either of us could have made it say the things it said. Like, it just didn't make sense. It was giving us a name of who it was and like all of this weird, weird stuff. And at the time, my mom was in a like was very sick. Mm-hmm. So a part of me was like, maybe I'm making all these things up. But I told Nicole this story about this woman in white who came, who I saw come down a hill at night one time in my sleep. And I was like, she's telling me that you have to be careful because of like 
this and like watch out like she's gonna come after your dog and like all this weird stuff and I was like maybe because I was just like going through a time with my mom being sick I was looking for attention but as an adult I think back and I go that image of that woman in white to me is so vivid that I remember sitting up from my bed looking out the window and she was coming down like like almost like glowing and I was like maybe it was a dream like it very well could have and I had a wild imagination but I was like why I was like and I'm also not the type of person to like make up like stories to like scare somebody else either like I wouldn't do that and it was just like a weird just a very strange image in my head that I remember now of that yeah that's so I don't, amazing I don't know I don't know if it's true or what but it's like I don't remember a whole lot from my childhood but that vividly like is like ingrained in my brain this woman coming down a hill now who knows maybe it was just a woman that lived nearby but <laughs> put on her Sunday finest and she felt like walking yeah. down a hill I guess she was like I just got married and I'm so happy <laughs> Let me, walk past this wedding walk. <laughs> Let me walk past this teen's window. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. Spooky things are so fun. And, like, I think the moon is so cool, too. Like, there's mm-hmm. a, like, the different kinds of moons. I don't know. Are you into moons? Yes. I'm I'm learning more uh, right now. I've mm-hmm. been getting more into into uh, astrology and a lot of stuff lately. Mm-hmm. But I'm, so I'm trying to learn more. But the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just love, I don't know, I think the moon, it looks cool. (laughs) There's something about it that I feel so drawn to. I don't know if you are, like, drawn to specific things in that, like, realm of of the, like, supernatural and and that that world. Oh, 100%. I mean, honestly, um, I don't think I've told anybody else this, but, uh, like, last Mm -hmm. week's episode, um, the card I pulled was the sun, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that has its own meaning, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I hadn't decided what the story was. Um, but I, like, looked at the moon one night. And it was particularly white and glowing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really beautiful. And, like, there's something very sad about it, you know, being so mm-hmm. far away and on its own. And, uh, you know, and um, that was when I felt like writing a song and I, I, I thought like, what would it be like if someone wrote a love song for the moon? And that ended up oh. being what the, what the story was, you know? And it, I, I don't think it was yeah. particularly scary, but like, but it's lovely too, though. Well, I just, it just it looked like it needed some, some love. I don't it know. needed some love. The moon <laughs> needs love too. Everyone yeah. give the moon love. We, we need it. We need the moon. We need the moon and we all need love. You we know? all need love and we all need the moon. <laughs> oh my goodness. This was this was such a delightful conversation. I'm like I feel like I could talk to you for hours about I <laughs> horror stuff. Well, why can't we? What are you doing? I know, right? <laughs> I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just here at home. I'm probably going to watch a scary movie later. Any suggestions? That's so funny. I was going to ask you the same thing cuz I was um uh talking to Daniel and I do like we obviously watch a lot of horror movies for Mm -hmm. October and it's my night to pick and I'm like I want something ghosty and I I don't know maybe I I can't decide if I want to go with an old favorite or one I haven't seen so I was gonna Mm -hmm. ask you the same question but um I have to say I love any of the conjuring movies but like the spin-offs too like Annabelle or the Annabelle creation is really good I don't know if you've seen those um (laughs) 
I have. I same thing with Ouija for me though. Um, that I felt that the second one was so good. Mm-hmm. I thought the second Annabelle was really good. Is that the one? Is, yeah, the second one is like the creation, right? Like how Annabelle became Annabelle. Is it? I think it's the one where. I don't know if I remember. Or was it? Uh, the second one was. I don't remember. Definitely like the the little girls in the house. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's yes, all yes, I remember. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. I think that was. I think it is Annabelle creation. Yeah, that one was. I think was so. Very good. That was really good. Yeah. The newest one was pretty good too. The like, uh, there's a new one as well with, with their daughter, oh. and she's being babysat, and the babysitter's friend opens the room up, like the whole room. Oh. Let's every everything gets out. <laughs> I should. I should. <laughs> Oh, the room that they board up Annabelle. The room they board yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that room. I was like, <laughs> what uh, room? <laughs> you keep talking about a room, like I should. And you're like the room. Uh, the yeah, room. it just dawned on me. I'm like, I know exactly the room you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know if I've seen that. I'll have to check it out. It's pretty that fun. Be... I think it's on Crave. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, what what criteria are you looking for in a horror movie for yourself? Honestly, anything right now. Like last night, we watched Brightburn. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Brightburn yet. I have not. It's very fun. It is a little gory, but basically Brightburn is if the premise is what if Superman came down to Earth like as a baby, but was actually evil. Mm-hmm. I do like is that. Is what it is. It was very, it w- I was surprised at how good it was oh, and how okay. much fun I had. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so I'm not in something. any criteria. I'm open to any suggestion. Hmm. So recently it happened where I was recommending horror movies to some friends and uh, like, actually it was Gabby and James, like each time mm-hmm. I recommend a movie to them, I'm like, you got to see Cat People, you got to see The Hunger, you got to, it's, am- it's amazing, you got to see, um, yeah, the Cat People, The Hunger, uh, The Company of Wolves was one, it's, it's one that I, I adore, I love it. But then every time I get into watching it, you know, with them, whether it's like, you know, whether this was back when we were in the same room or long Mm -hmm. distance, they're like, it, it, it occurs to me only when I've made someone else watch it with me that I'm like, it's, it's all about sex. And then I feel very (laughs) awkward that I'm like, I'm like, you gotta see this movie. It's incredible. And they're all about like a young woman sexual awakening or something. And I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel like this is painting a picture of Kristen that that I don't know if it's what I want. But are most horror movies about a woman's sexual awakening or someone's sexual awakening? Because that's what they're the most afraid of. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. That's what the world is the most afraid of. That's and that's the number one rule in any horror movie: don't have sex. Because if you have sex, you will die. Yeah, yeah. Re- I think re- religion makes that. <laughs> religion made that a, a true fact. <laughs> oh, but I mean, like from both angles, right? Because, like, on the one hand, you get a movie like, um, like, um, it follows, which is actively oh, yeah. a like do not have sex movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, the Company of Wolves or. Uh, what's the other one? Cat, well, Cat People doesn't have a good ending for her. But The Company of Wolves specifically, and maybe a couple others, if I if I dedicated mm-hmm. more time to thinking about it, more along the lines of like, she then becomes this powerful monster right. that everyone else is afraid of. And I'm like, I like those. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So like if you're looking that. for a psychosexual horror film, those are three okay. great options. Okay. Um... 
I really like The Woman in Black. That's one that I think. I've never seen that. I think it's very um, underrated. I think it got bad reviews and I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think it's beautiful. It's got Kieran Hines and um, uh, oh, Janet Is McTeer, it? two very tall okay. people who play very wonderful <laughs> characters. I love it. Um, so that's a good like ghosty Victorian one. Um, okay, like Daniel that. Radcliffe, like the modern yes. one, because there used to be old TV movie versions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And in the same vein, there was, oh, the I mentioned already the Wolfman 2010 with Benicio del Toro. Yes. I think I don't underrated. think I've seen that one. I think and it's I a love masterpiece. Okay. Love werewolves. So that's another Rick Baker one. So okay. I'll throw so that in there. Okay. okay but again, okay. people, for some reason, people really didn't like it. I It's one of my favorites hmm. of all time. So I feel like horror movies are hit and miss with, uh, with critics, especially mm-hmm. because I feel like they don't uh, the only horror movies that they love are like these wildly weird like i think midsummer or like hereditary which are both fine but to me uh, like i mean hereditary was much better than midsummer but i i really think uh i was they... the other way around really yeah okay. midsummer really really um okay. resonated with me and hereditary i'll tell you what though i i'm allergic to peanuts anaphylactic <gasps> And mm-hmm. that beginning was terrifying for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I'm like, she's eating, they're chopping up peanuts. <laughs> You're like, no. Horrific, horrific. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I appreciate your suggestions and I will take them and I will watch them. If not tonight, for sure during the month of Halloween because it is my favorite month. I love it so much. And this conversation I have loved as well. And I've, I've, I really enjoy chatting with you. I feel like we don't ever get to chat very often, just the two of us, yeah. uh, which is nice. I feel like we always like run into each other somewhere and we're like, hi, hi. Yeah. And with those things, you, you have know? to be, <laughs> I was going to say something mean, like you have to be so nice to everyone. So you don't know who actually yeah. means it. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> so obviously true. I know that I feel like, obviously, you know that I meant it with you, but like, <laughs> yes, I meant it with you, of course. (laughs) Yeah, but we should we should like movie nights or something. Yes, horror movies. Yes, I would love that. Yes, please. Oh my gosh, I would love that. And before I let you go on the podcast, we always do some uh, questions. I still just call them cues with Trish. I don't know. I still haven't gotten a good uh, uh, name for them, but I don't care. (laughs) I love it. So, would you be up to doing some lightning round cues? Yeah, yeah. So, is it that I have to answer really quickly? I mean, that was the original game, and then it kind of got away from that. So answer to your heart's delight, however you would like to. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, what's your biggest party fail? Biggest party fail? Yeah, like, how did you fail so hard at a party? <laughs> oh, oh, um, how do you fail so hard at a party? I tried to organize a murder mystery in high school, and I wrote mm-hmm. it, and it was a big disaster. <laughs> and um, recently, I was talking with a friend who was like, mentioning a disastrous murder mystery party they went to where the ho- the host mm-hmm. like wrote it and I'm like I did that I did that in high school so that was You're that like, that was me yeah 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 <laughs> I love that what was the plot <laughs> oh like I don't know someone got murdered uh, in the basement yeah, nice, but like nice, nice, it was nice. mostly like all my friends being like make me married to him make him married to him and and like you know they were like who are you gonna make yourself married to and it became this big like Ugh. Everyone has to be coupled up. Yeah, I was like, why are we? What is this? This is embarrassing. You're like, I just want to solve a murder. 
Yeah, <laughs> like I want this to be more about the story, but you're all making it about the social dynamic and it's making me oh nervous. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> um, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Oh, um, I would go to, ooh, that's such a hard one. I know. Because do I pick a place I've never been or do I pl- pick a place that I really love? Um, that's tough. You yeah. can pick both on this podcast if you want. Okay. One of each. Okay, so the place trip I've, is endless. <laughs> um, the place I would love to go that I haven't been would be uh, Transylvania. I just nice. think I want to see some castles. I want to see like yes. you know the house where Vlad the Impaler was born and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, same with um, I would love to see New Orleans. Uh, I would love mm-hmm. to go for the music, but also I want to see Lafayette Cemetery. That might be the one. Is Lafayette Cemetery? Lafayette Cemetery. Um, both yeah. very like spooky, eerie places to go. Like mm-hmm. I, I think New Orleans is just. I would love to also go there and just experience. I that's where you're gonna go and find a real psychic, like somebody who yeah. just like a mystical, somebody who just knows. And you're gonna go into the bayou and they're gonna be there and they're gonna be like, come. And I'll be like, I'm coming with my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Ooh, wait, let me get my latte. Ooh, Ooh delightful. Oh, those are amazing. I wouldn't even think, sometimes I wouldn't even think to go to Transylvania, but like, the, I feel like, you're right, castles would be so cool. Like, I feel like the historical background of that place would be just incredible to experience. Yeah. Hmm. Gonna add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, if, if, What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Oh, all time. All time. Number one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pick the one. Okay. This is tricky. Because I'm like, <laughs> Interview with the Vampire is one of my tops of all time. But like, mm-hmm. is it technically, is it, am I watching it for the horror element? The, uh, the, the answer is like somewhat yes. Whereas yes. a movie like The Haunting from the 1960s, mm-hmm. um, 60s? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, is a brilliant horror movie, period. Mm-hmm. It's a great film as well, but like that's... Right. Um, I gotta go, I gotta go with, I'm gonna go with Interview with the Vampire just because it, okay. it, it formed I, my I feel like it youth. suits, I feel like it suits your, like you said, gothic horror is what you like and that is very much a gothic horror. Yeah, I rented it on VHS when I was like 13. <laughs> love that when I was 12 or 11 I made my dad rent me scream <laughs> when my mom was sick in the hospital I tricked him <laughs> you're like no it's for kids it's like scream absolutely it's fine <laughs> mom would let me watch it absolutely okay this is gonna be a, a weird one but Mary fuck kill Casper oh he's a the wolf he's a, dr- dra- he's as a child I guess okay so then I'm what's sorry no no you can be in there if you want I'm just gonna have to kill I mean, him <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I, okay, I didn't think this one through. <laughs> I don't want to kill him either, but I really don't want to marry him. Okay, then, okay, then Dracula, okay. the Wolfman, or the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Can we kill the Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. Guy. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry, my friend. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fuck the Wolfman because... Ooh. Here's the thing. You didn't say on what night. So oh, maybe he's okay. just a regular dude right now. <laughs> he's just, the moon hasn't come out. He's just <laughs> beneath the It's great. Um, so 
That's one thing. And if it is on a full moon, I mean, we, I, I won't get crude, but like there are like maybe if, if I'm not going to get murdered, maybe it would be an okay experience, but you don't want to like nice. stick around because you don't know when he's going to kill you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to marry Dracula because he has a castle and, um, and, uh, he's got some ladies who live there who would probably mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Um, and yep. he has great fashion sense, and uh, he knows it's true. He, he knows does. how to seduce a lady, so yeah, <laughs> he'd be good. I'm sure that's a good choice. I think he doesn't want to kill makes- me. He wants to transform me. So yeah, romantic. It sounds romantic when mm-hmm. you think about it. That's nice. And <laughs> al- then it also makes me think of Dracula Dead and Loving It with <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my God, that movie is so funny. Okay, and last question, and Mm -hmm. I ask this to every guest. The party is over. Everyone's going home. Everyone had a great time. You had a great time. Mm -hmm. When you're leaving, how do you want people to remember you? From the party. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would like everyone to remember that... See, in truth, I'll probably get too drunk and like spill wine all over myself. But like the image would be like that that girl who wore black and had a glass of red wine. Like, you know, like I I want I want to be classier than I think I am Mm. deep down. Um, So, yeah, if people are like, oh, she you know what? You know what? One of my recent reviews for the show referred to it as Frasier for creeps. And I'm kind of going with that. So, like, if if I could be I like remembered that. as Frasier for creeps, I'm I'm okay with it. I I'm like okay that. that. That's a good pull quote. Yeah, <laughs> Frasier <laughs> for creeps. I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being here. It was so oh, nice to thank just you like so much. chat. Everyone, listen to on a dark cold night uh where can we find it everywhere basically <laughs> yeah you can find it on your favorite podcast app on itunes spotify stitcher etc youtube as well um you can find it on the sonar network uh yes. on their web page you can find it on my web page at kristenzaza.com you can find me on twitter at a dark cold night instagram at dark cold night podcast or on my facebook page just yes. called on a dark cold night <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy how you have to have so many different social medias for like your podcast because somebody has taken something similar and you're like, man, or it doesn't too many lo- too many words on certain ones. Yeah, it's- like what what's what's going to be the approach and then you've got a different one for every different yeah. platform. So, I've it's gotten true. used to saying it at the end of my show, so mm-hmm. I <laughs> I just rattle it off pretty quickly when <laughs> I'm a guest. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff. Here it is. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. This was such a delight. Thank and, you so much. Uh, I can't wait to keep listening to your podcast. And let's do a horror movie night because that sounds fun. That would be great. Yeah, I miss I you. We'll I know I miss movies. you too. I love that. I would love that so much. And uh, thanks for being here. Bye. Well, Kristen Zaza, folks. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. I love that we got to talk about horror movies because they're my favorite. And uh, it is very rare for me to find people who love to just chat horror movies and are very uh, well-knowledged in the genre. So that was delightful. And if you like spooky, eerie, or just beautiful storytelling, beautiful composition and soundscapes, please check out Kristen's award-winning 
audio drama podcast on a dark cold night available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the podcast on Twitter at a dark cold night on Facebook, a dark cold night and on Instagram at dark cold night podcast. Uh, It is you will not regret it. It is so wonderful to listen to just before bed. If you know my therapist told me I need to start a new nighttime routine and I think that podcast is going to be a part of it. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Instagram, your host, Trisha Black, you can follow me at it's underscore Trisha Black or on Twitter at it's underscore Trisha Black. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at one more round podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the one more round. We are on Patreon. Oh my goodness. And a big surprise. We have a new Patreon uh, 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 subscriber, a new patron, the wonderful. She's been a guest on the show and I'm, I'm just so blessed uh, to have her in my life. It's Natasha Nego Vonless. Oh my goodness. What a delight. So kind, so lovely. Uh, so if you also are looking to maybe subscribe, I am uh, I am right now in the middle of uh, opening up a show, but as soon as that's done, the Patreon uh, exclusive things are going to be coming at you. I've got some new things in the works that I'm excited to maybe share with exclusively with Patreon. So those range from a dollar uh, to five dollars, and then there are higher ones, 15, 25, and a 75 one, but that means you get your own private concert. Uh, so Hey, if you if you got money and you're like, I want to support this podcast in a cute little queer, <laughs> cute little queer, uh, Trisha Black, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash it's Trisha Black. Oh my gosh. Everyone, you are so wonderful. Thank you for listening in. If you're loving the podcast, you know what? You can also leave a rating and a review because those are truly the big uh, the big things that we need are word of mouth, get people listening to the podcast. You know, I want to spread joy into the world and let people know that we're here if they want to hear some cool conversations and get to know some cool, interesting people. So leave us a rating and review if you like. And again, I just appreciate you listening and tuning in every week. It means so much to me. Uh, I hope everyone is staying well, staying safe. Uh, next week, it's again a surprise guest because, uh, like I said, I'm in the middle of opening a show. You know, we have to f- we have to set our boundaries. I will get a guest and it's going to be great and I'll announce it and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, didn't see that guest coming. <laughs> and of course, no East Coast Kitchen Party is ever complete without a musical number to send us off. And this week, since we're starting into spooky season... I thought I would share the opening number to a lesbian werewolf musical called Fight the Moonlight that I uh, wrote and is in um, a slow development of sorts. So hopefully that gets picked up. Netflix, if you're out there, here, take a listen. Uh, (laughs) Or any production company for that matter. It doesn't have to be Netflix. It is a queer, young adult horror. (laughs) So enjoy and we'll see you next week.
Except for that one time Long ago and far away A distant legend was born on this day It's something so Because in Windy Hollow, there's no guarantee that you'll serve. 